You're listening to another episode of The Zag. Excited to have our series featuring our 2019 NLC LA Engaged Fellows. Give a chance to show them off a little bit. Ian Schiffer is here with us today, a new 2019 Engaged Fellow. Excited to catch up with him and see what he's working on. So let's get to it. All right, Ian. Ian, when folks ask you what you do for a living, how do you usually answer that question? Thanks for having me, Eric, and uh, thank you for the work that you do. And super excited to be an exchange fellow this year um, with NLC. It's a great question, and it's, it's sometimes complicated. Um, what I feel like I'm doing right now is facilitating connection and community between um, folks that are looking for equity. That could be folks that are formerly incarcerated, people that are um, finding homes as teachers, Right now, I'm co-creating a worker-owned cooperative in Los Angeles with uh, formerly incarcerated peoples, um, and it's called Free Teaching, and trying to build connections and economic equity for folks who are often included and excluded from different forms of uh, businesses and NGOs and finding pipelines towards educational and economic equity for them. And then I do some facilitation uh, in terms of like educational and needs assessments for people at um, the border have been down to Tijuana going back and forth and supporting folks there. But a lot of my work I feel is doing critical consciousness raising and doing work with, with other people that are combating against the prison industrial complex in Los Angeles and um, doing whatever I can to, to learn and grow and be in connection and community with people that are fighting for similar worlds, whether it's a world without police, prisons, or the military, or however we like to to actualize them. And do you feel like there was a certain event in your life that led you down this track of what you wanted to do professionally? And obviously, there's a lot of personal importance to you, but uh, was it a series of things? Was it one event? What led you down this path? Mm. I think it's it's a series of things. I think from a young age, having grown up in a home that cares about social justice and family that um, has roots in Los Angeles and family that I grew up going to protests and um, growing up with grandfather a grandfather that was an activist and an organizer and knew the importance of giving back. I also didn't understand who I was and what my identities were and my positionality as a white stress straight cis man born in an owning class home. And so I I grew up volunteering and giving back. And I think going to college and just being humbled and shutting up and listening to generally women of color who uh, sort of instructed me and and humbled me and and helped me understand my position and complicity and responsibility in dismantling these systems that I was really against, but didn't know how to to voice that. Uh, And then I think for sure what, what, um, sort of allowed me to to be firm in my commitment to this being a life's work, work that's justice work or education work or liberatory work is being the eldest of four um, and having three younger siblings and feeling like I'm in an education role from a very young age and also showing up and working at a youth juvenile probation camp in Los Angeles County and showing up there and understanding the responsibility that comes with being able to filter in and enter into that space and then being able to leave and what I do with that information, what I do with those relationships that I built up and what I do with that knowledge that uh, people there, young people there who are teachers and selfless gave to me. And so I think those several experiences and then linked with um, how I 
understand my Judaism and the responsibility of living on the ancestors that I have and the legacies of freedom fighters, whether it's Emma Goldman or um, whoever that I feel is someone that has carried on the the torch of, of being Jewish and confronting uh, oppression and speaking truth to power through my faith. One of the things that I noticed during our first engaged session this weekend is it, it seemed like you were thinking frequently and deeply about systems. And, and I guess it seemed like you were thinking about post systems. I mean, by that, like a post capitalist society or a, a, a post uh, system to whatever you would call our criminal justice system presently. Um, when you think about what kind of systems you would want to see politically, especially because there's so much going on. Uh, with the Trump administration, but also there's so many folks who want to run in 2020 and will have so many different options. Like, how do you scrutinize politicians when, when you're doing so much deep thinking about what kind of systems you want to see? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think it's very easy to get into the trap of idolization um, and finding politicians as saviors or panaceas for things that are really rooted deep in the veins of the United States um, as a country that has is built upon stolen land and stolen labor. And it's difficult to confront that. And I think until we've had a situation in transformative justice or restorative justice that we've seen in South Africa, where there was a, a situation where, where people were able to address the harms and it, it didn't fully come to re- reparation, which is um, the goal, I don't think we'll ever be able to come to a situation where we're able to, to proceed and go forward in a new system. And so I, I think like as people are coronating or highlighting someone who should be running in 2020 or who we should be supporting. I think it's super essential to start with where we're at and where we're at is in Los Angeles. We have 50,000 unhoused people. We have the biggest criminal justice system in the world, the largest prison system in the world um, and just massive inequities that will not be solved through a presidential candidate through whatever it might be, but can be, dealt with through creating new forms of relationships, like in progressive communities, having a priority to not call the police, having a priority to not rely on these systems that continue to criminalize people um, who are just existing and living. And so I, I think like it's, it's about building new relationships more than it is about dismantling things and being firm in that, that like capitalism is not serving people who are low income. Capitalism is not serving people who are high income, who do not have the same form of relationship and depth and community that it does not allow for. Like we are living in a very, very segregated state, country, community, city. And it's unfortunate because we should be able to be learning and building multicultural, beautiful communities like NLC that are rooted in building a more equitable, firmer abolitionist future. Yeah, that's great. Hey, listen, last thing, uh, I know you listen to a lot of different podcasts. I know you have your, your eye on a lot of different content. What's one or two things you'd want people to check out in 2019? Sure. I really like the podcast called Healing Justice. It is at the intersections of social change and healing work. And I think embodying the belief, which I hold firm, is that until we do inner transformation, until we work on our own garden and that we're caring for ourselves and dealing with the harm and the traumas of either our ancestors have committed, like many white folks like myself, ancestors have committed in, in unlearning and working through that, and then finding practices that we can embody on a daily basis that allow us to build this new future, treat ourselves well and treat us folks around us well. Um, Healing Justice podcast, each episode has a different 
practice that we can embody, whether it's creating a mantle, uh, altar or whatever it might be to honor our ancestors. And then they have these beautiful interviews with people that are doing social change work all throughout the United States. Um, and then another podcast I really like, or thing that I tried to start my morning with is democracy now, which has a good sum up of news and interview. They recently had a beautiful interview with Angela Davis, this incredible freedom fighter who, um, I feel a strong, connection to um in that she was recently disinvited and uh from getting the fred shuttlesworth a famous civil rights activist and reverend in birmingham his award from the birmingham civil rights institute for what they said was being um i guess anti or or supporting boycott divest uh sanction palestine uh, israel and really in reality after locating it and getting to the source of why she was disinvited, it was in some part for being a black activist as Mark Lamont Hill and others who support Palestinian rights have been targeted and in part for supporting Palestinian rights. And so it's really important and and democracy now helps highlight unsaid things and speaks truth to power in a way that affirms me and, and allows me to stay in touch with the news without feeling overwhelmed. So I think those are the two big recommendations. And I I think like self-care is essential and I'm looking forward to figuring out how we can continue that conversation of self and communal care within NLC and the broader progressive movement within Los Angeles. Yeah. We're excited for your contributions for that and excited for everyone to continue the conversation in 2019. And hopefully you can do that by listening to all episodes of the Zag. You can find past episodes in all the places you get podcasts, Apple podcasts, Google's, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and make sure to check out the other NLC LA Engage bonus episodes. They're all up now. Look forward to having you check out our amazing group. Until next time, take care.